Are you tired of the cookie cutter approach to education that's stuck in the last century? Are you seeking a win-win situation where your family thrives, your kid's education is revolutionary, and you still get to chase your own dreams? Welcome to Unschooled Unleashed. Unlock your child's genius. I'm your host, Matthew Jarecki, an unapologetic rebel dad and promoter of what many consider to be educational anarchy. You know the world isn't going to be won by those that just toe the line. It's the innovators, the visionaries, and the resilient spirits that are going to thrive. Our mission here is to forge those world changers within our very homes with less stress, energy, and time. Unschooled, Unleashed starts now. Welcome back to another episode of Unschooled Unleashed. I'm your host, Matthew Jarecki, and today we're going to be talking about why unschooling is likely scary for many of you and why those fears are likely misguided. And I think we're just going to cover uh, the fear factor, all the reasons, break it down on exactly what a lot of people are fearful about, and then learn how to counteract those fears. And I'm going to do it in a different way today. I decided to break it down uh, by each of the fears. And then I created a counter argument to those fears, as well as what the truth is about those fears, and then my perspective on it. So that's how we're going to break each one of these down today. So without further ado, let's jump in. The first thing that we often face as unschoolers and even homeschoolers is that there's a lot of societal pressures and norms. And we fear that we're getting, you know, people are judging us and all that. And they probably are, but who cares? Mainstream school is the default. And I argue that uh, a good counter argument to that is society norms are not always an indicator of what's best for an individual. So just saying everyone else is doing it shouldn't make that the norm. The truth is nonconformity leads to innovation and personalized growth. I know that's been one of my strong points as I've been uh, living my life and looking for unique spins in the world on the world. And it's my unconventional upbringing that I think often leads to my unconventional approach towards things and unique perspective. I don't think I would have had that had I not been homeschooled and uh had some really countercultural parents, to be honest with you. And my perspective is that people look at me like I'm nuts. I'm okay with that. Uh, I've been looked at like I was nuts since I was a kid. I find myself doing a lot of explaining to people because they say, oh, uh, what grade are your kids in? And I often forget because we don't really break it down by grade. <laughs> I'm sure some of you guys can relate. And I say we do a unique form of homeschooling. And if they want to know more, I do a lot of explaining about what unschooling is. And it's the number one reason I made this podcast because I wanted to refer them over to the podcast to answer a lot of their questions because it, it's, it's an hour or two conversation trying to break through all these limiting beliefs that they have, particularly that everyone should be going to school and how are you going to not miss stuff if you don't have a curriculum. And the truth is, you know, we are going to miss a little bit, but we're also going to get way better in a lot of other areas. We're not going to hate learning at the same time. So... You know, it's give and take, uh, but we do face that pressure. Uh, another reason we have this societal pressure is society leans uh, towards conventional schooling for a couple of different reasons. First, there's the historical precedent that it's the tried and true method and the counter argument to that. <laughs> and, and I laugh at this because the historical precedent that it's a tried and true 
tried to test it method is uh, really kind of funny because it, we're getting worse and worse results the more we pile on to school and it's just like we got to do something different. So the counter argument is past systems were built for past societies, not for today's fast changing world. This was the schooling that we in the United States and really the world modeled was schooling to create passive, less independent thinking uh, industrial workers. That's what it was based on. And, you know, the bell rings, the, and the, you go here, you show up on time, do what you're told, and that's, that's what we have. As a, as a, that's the marker of success. The truth, the truth really is that past success doesn't guarantee current or future relevance. And I think we've seen that because industrial workers are not the future. And boy, we need, we, we need to adapt because the world is changing more rapidly than it ever has been. And schooling has not kept up at all. So I really see the only way we can break through this and keep up with the pace of change is have a very flexible and fluid environment. And my perspective is uh, we're failing in the U.S. They, they keep on saying more schooling, more schooling, earlier, 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 longer, longer, longer. I think it's just a safety thing that they have. It's, you know, schooling is what they did. It's what their parents did. It's what their parents did. And everyone says we need to continue with this. But the truth is that for generations, we, we never had any of this type of schooling. Another reason we face anxieties about unschooling is because there's such a bent towards conventional schooling, we, we fear that we will legally get in trouble. And the truth is you can, you really can. Uh, I know I just had a friend move back from Germany and I know unschooling is illegal there. Homeschooling is illegal there. And there's a lot of places that really think it's unsafe. So they outlaw it and you can get in trouble. And I, you know, the counter argument is legislation often lags behind educational innovations and they're outdated. So, uh, yeah, some places are really behind, but I, I don't think we should fear it if we know where it's legal because the truth is laws do change. There are plenty of places that do allow you to unschool and some have more red tape than others, meaning it's more of a bureaucracy and you just have to check the boxes with your government to be able to do it. But I can speak for the United States. I know there's a lot of variation. It varies by the state. In my state, we just have to notify the superintendent. And uh, we used to have to go through what curriculum we were going to do. And, you know, that's hard for an unschooler. But we, we would jump through the hoops necessarily, necessary to be able to do that. And our laws just changed to where we just have to notify the superintendent. So my perspective on this is it's scary going out on your own. Uh, I recommend people triple check their paperwork, make sure they're operating within uh, the realms of the law because I don't recommend doing it if it's illegal. <laughs> I recommend you just move to a place where it is legal if you really want to do it. Uh, another anxiety I think that we face is there's public opinion generally supports traditional schooling. And you know this is because everyone's leaning towards this conventional schooling. And on the opposite end of that, Public sentiment sentiment is influenced by a variety of factors and not always rooted in objective evaluation. 
So to, to argue that, hey, everyone generally agrees that traditional schooling is good, well, society's been misled a lot of times, and that's, that, that's the truth. The public opinion is not always informed or free of their biases. And my perspective on this is I don't really care what the public thinks of me. I'm bold, and I, I'm going to get criticism. I mean, I'm not on a podcast speaking my mind, having my opinions, and you know, I, I see uh, ratings that aren't as high sometimes because people don't agree with me, but that's just the way it is. And, you know, speaking of that, please give me uh, a rating if you do agree with me because there's a lot of people who are going to go over and just hit one star just because they don't agree with my premise. Not sure why they would listen to my podcast if that's the case. But now to go back and just kind of give how I view this whole society leans towards conventional schooling and we're facing a lot of uh, societal pressure towards traditional schooling, which is the norm. People are going to look at you like you're nuts. I just say, do what you think is best because you're responsible for your children. They aren't, they're going to be in and out of their lives. Do what you think is best. The next anxiety category that we face is there's concerns about academic rigor with unschooling and gosh there's there's a lot here so first the academic accountability is one of the big fears that people have we're really not testing we're not doing anything right Uh, my counter argument to the academic accountability end of things is that traditional schooling doesn't guarantee success either and many drop out and there's a lot of underperformers that come from conventional schools that's the truth many unschooled individuals excel academically and professionally that's the truth and my perspective is we're only successful as we are driven gifted and lucky first the first one uh, being driven in that's in my control as the student or as the person trying to learn. So as long as I'm driven, this should counteract that. But I also need to be gifted, right? Well, I can influence being gifted. I can get better at a skill, even if I'm not inherently gifted at it. So I can control whether I'm driven. I can influence whether uh, I'm gifted at something. And the last one was lucky. And that's out of my control completely. So I think luck is the residue of hard work. So I don't really focus on that too much. So my perspective again is we're only success, only as successful as we are driven, gifted, and lucky. Now, as far as I can see, the root causes of the worries about academic in- inadequacy, about unschooling, is uh, I identified three things. First is there's a lack of standardized testing and it doesn't provide us Unschooling doesn't provide us with quantifiable results. Now, my counter argument to why we don't really need that is standardized testing often only measures rote memorization and not critical thinking or problem solving. And the truth is that passing a standardized test does not equate to comprehensive learning or learning at all. And my perspective on this is I really don't care about grades. I never really did. I I don't care about any of these artificial constructs that we have, what I care about is results in the real world. So as long as the children are diving into something and getting uh, a result on the other end, like they're 
getting really good at making movies or they're getting really good at coding or they're getting really good at, you know, something and they're able to create, I think that's a very valuable skill, especially in the future. Uh, another worry about academic inadequacy is there, there's a, that causes anxiety is there's an absence of a form of curriculum that can lead to subject gaps. That's, that's what people are worried about. So because there's no curriculum, how do you guarantee they're going to learn what they should be learning? And my counter argument is many curriculum curriculums are too rigid and don't allow for individualized learning. And here's some truth. Traditional curriculum often misses important life skills and, uh, and it's not adaptable at all, at least in the schools for the most part. I mean, think about how many, if we say we're going to send someone to a school and we're going to create a couple big, you know, boxes that we're going to check that every adult should know and we're going to teach them as children, we don't cover anything with finances as a standard, at least in the United States. And I can only speak from the perspective of a U.S. citizen. We don't cover uh, how to cook anymore. We got rid of that. We don't cover how to take care of yourself, meaning like physical education. I mean, it's silly how many things that we leave out, how to, how to emotionally, mentally prepare yourself for things. I mean, public speaking or all these different things are very important in the real world, but we don't put any any of that is as far as the standard curriculum into public schools. And it blows my mind that we even, I mean, how many things are we missing if we send our kid to a public school versus if we unschool them, we'll catch a lot more of the real world stuff. And that, that's kind of my perspective there. In addition, there will be gaps if you do unschool. It's just the way it is. Uh, but, Use the parent, use your life experience to guide and fill those gaps. Be intentional. Like I talked about in the previous episode, intentional unschooling is kind of pointing where you think it would be helpful for the, the, the child to learn a skill. And you're going to point that out and in the real world, go over and say, hey, look, this is where you could use math. This is why it's important. This is why... I don't know, uh, learning how to cook is important. You know, the, you, you know what it takes to be an adult in the real world. Some gaps are acceptable to me in addition to that. Like trigonometry, how many people really use trigonometry outside of people who are math majors, physicists, people like with the heavy men? Does the general person need to know it? No, they don't. And that's the truth. I, I really do believe that's the truth. Now, some of you might be rubbed the wrong way by that, but I'm rubbed the wrong way by that. I want my kids to know tri trigonometry, but at the expense of what? Hating learning for something that they may never use. It's the truth. How many of you really use that? Almost none. Almost none. But I think it's a good mental exercise, but I'm not going to force them to learn that at the expense of now they hate learning and they're not able to self-teach. I mean, geez, that's not a good trade-off. Um, next, there's uncertainty. This causes anxiety. Uncertainty about preparing kids for college. This, 
I think is, was one of my first concerns when I started thinking about unschooling and homeschooling in general. My counter argument for that is traditional high schools don't necessarily prepare students for uh, college either. <laughs> Why do you think there are so many community colleges thriving out there? Why do you think there's so many, they, they put you in remedial math, remedial English, which is what you didn't learn in high school when you get to college in the United States, if you don't test high enough in it, and they'll recommend that. So you're gonna learn that stuff in college if you want whatever degree. And the truth is many colleges now consider homeschooling and unschooling, they look at it positively. I gotta say, when I would say I was homeschooled, everyone thought I was super smart just because I was homeschooled. And I was able to articulate myself pretty well compared to maybe my peers, I'm not quite sure, but everyone thought I was super smart. Uh, and my perspective on preparing kids for college is that unschooling, yes, it's radical. Unschooling, uh, yes, we'll have gaps but you're gonna be able to learn everything that you missed in quote unquote high school, in college if you really want it. You can get into a community college pretty easily in the United States, pretty much no one is kicked, like barred from it. You don't even have to have a GED get to get into college. You could just do a standardized test like the uh, ACT or SAT stuff like that. There, there was a guy, uh, his name's Peter Gray. He wrote a book called Free to Learn, and he studied children who received a self-directed education at an age-mixed democratic school. I know that's a mouthful, but basically they unschooled in a school, and they had a chance to be able to vote on policies within the school. And 83% of those people that he studied, and it was a smaller group, I think it was like 70-something students, but either way, it's there, there's really not much research on this. 83% of those that he studied went on to college. They got into college, and this was years ago. Worst case, you just sit for your GED, even though you don't need one to get in. You can do that. <laughs> so we shouldn't have any fears about getting into college again. All the classes that you quote-unquote missed are offered in college to get you up to speed. So I don't think there's any need to worry about that one. Um, I know from my perspective, uh, my, you know, my, my experience, I should say, I was homeschooled for two years and unschooled for one, and I started at a community college and then went on to a four-year college. They just let me transfer over. I probably wouldn't have gotten in the four-year college I originally applied to right away. So I, that's one of the reasons you can go to community college, then you can get into a better college. So moving on. Uh, there there's some anxiety around the parental roles when you homeschool. I can understand that completely because you are taking on more responsibility. But but let's let's kind of break this down and really look at some of the counter arguments, the truth, and then I'll I'll give my perspective. So first, something that causes major anxiety is time commitment. You think it's going to be this huge major time commitment. Now, here's the counter argument. Traditional schooling can be, can also be time consuming with homework, extracurricular stuff, commuting, 
all the parent-teacher conferences and all the whatever else they have you do. I'm not sure because I don't send my kids to school, but I do remember some of that when I was in school. And the, the truth is, unschooling often provides more flexible schedules and family time because you're not con- you're not commuting, you're not doing homework, you're not doing all this, you're not fighting your kids constantly to do whatever they you know the teacher assigned. Um, my perspective on this, as far as the time commitment, is I spend about 30 to 60 minutes a day, three, two, three, four days a week. It just depends. Sometimes we take many weeks off in a row. Sometimes we do it many weeks in a row. But we, we, we do this uh, 30 to 60 minutes in a day for focused learning if the kids are into it. And we'll spend that time on you know, math or you know something that they've seen value in that they're going to need like someone walking them through with like explaining what fractions are or whatever else we're, we're working on. Uh, we're we're going to have to spend 30 to 60 minutes, two, three days a week on homework with our kids regardless. And you're going to fit that in after school. Unschooling is way more flexible. And I know I've, in the online groups that I've interacted with, uh, with people who currently unschool, I find a lot of families I talk to also do something very similar and they're getting fantastic results as well. So I really don't think it really takes a lot of time. It's not a huge time commitment. The kids are home though. They do need someone to be with them. Now, further breaking down the fears that parents have around their role is that they will have uh, anxiety around their time management skills and it'll be an Achilles heel to making sure that their kids are moving forward and learning, right? My counter argument is any form of education, including traditional schooling requires a lot of time and effective, uh, sorry, a lot of time management. So the truth is unschooling often helps improve time management for both parents and kids because the kids are going to be on your heels saying, I want to do this. I want to do that. And they want to learn. And my perspective is that unschooling is attractive because it does require less time and energy from the parents. And it's also less stress for uh, the parents as well. You're not getting on your kids to do something. They're asking you to do something. And maybe that's stressful to you. I don't know. But the kids certainly aren't getting uh, forced to do a whole bunch of stuff that they don't see a point in doing. They don't want to do that kind of stuff. So I I do think it's a lot less stressful, at least for me in my household. And I think for many of you, it probably is as, as well. Uh, more about time and energy in the parental role is balancing work, household chores, and unschooling efforts. That's a big source of anxiety for some of you. And the truth or the counter argument is that modern life is inherently busy. Unschooling doesn't necessarily add to the chaos. Although the kids are home, so maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> the, the truth is traditional schooling also requires time for homework, parent-teacher meetings, etc. All the stuff I talked about. And my perspective is that unschooling is the most flexible approach to education. And it's designed to work around life. That's why I do it. Another anxiety that parents face about the parental role is that parental role with unschooling is that it requires uh, continuous parental engagement and supervision. Now, my counter argument is engagement is part of any parenting style, not unique. And it's just not unique to unschooling. So if you're a disengaged parent, you're not going to get a well-prepared kid for the future. Uh, 
you know, they're, they're not going to necessarily be prepared for the, the world because, because the parent was absent and, and that's, that's what happens if you're a disengaged parent. Um, but the truth is active engagement can lead to a deeper parent child relationship. And you, you will have this if you do intentional unschooling, you know, my brand of unschooling. But truly, it really doesn't require any supervision or anything outside of just normal parent parental duties because the kids are going to be driving their learning. And my perspective is, is we can learn together, and that's how I do my engagement. If, if uh, we're short on time and the kids want to learn on their own based on what they're interested in, go, go, ahead, go ahead, kids. But uh, if this leads to less of the parents as a driving force. So I'm actually spending a lot less time trying to teach my kids in that regard. Um, my personal example for the parental role as I look back uh, on my own experiences that we make unschooling an adventure and accept life as it comes. That's our time management stuff. That's our time commitment. That's our energy commitment. We spend more time on it when it works for the family and less when it doesn't. And right now we have a puppy so the kids are learning responsibility and we're not really doing any kind of formal sit at the table math or reading, writing, that kind of stuff. We're, we're, but we're learning responsibility, which I believe is, is an essential life lesson. So they're learning how to take out the dog. They're learning how to clean up when it make, uh, has an accident in the house. They're learning how to play with it in a way that teaches the dog what the, their boundaries are and where uh, they're learning the, the boundaries with the puppy. And I know some of you are probably going to ask, it's it's a, a dachshund, a miniature dachshund. We think it's a miniature dachshund. We're almost positive. They, we, we, when we bought it, they didn't tell us it was a miniature, but we're actually pretty happy with that. And it's a long-haired miniature dachshund. It's brown. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty cute dog. And we are now the popular people on the block when we go around and walk. Her name's Tootsie Roll. And... Uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. They're, they're learning how to care for something or someone, you know, something else, a pet. I think that's an important life lesson. Moving on, another huge anxiety is the, the fear of getting it wrong. We as parents say, oh my gosh, I could never homeschool. I could never unschool. I'll get it wrong. <laughs> because they're going to make irreversible mistakes. And my counter argument to that is schools mess up as a standard. Come on. <laughs> I mean, we hear all the time how schools are, you know, like 50% of kids aren't reading at their grade level in the United States in certain areas or, you know, states. And, it, and it's, it's astounding to me. The truth is we, we will make mistakes when we homeschool and we unschool, but the children will recover. In fact, I, I would argue my perspective is we will miss mess up, but we will correct it. And the mistakes that we make, the, the children are going to learn how to adapt. They're going to learn how to move forward. Uh, it's easy to put a kid's learning on autopilot too when they're enrolled in school, so we disengage. But if we bring them home, I'm more engaged with with my child's education. And I trust myself to guide them more than I trust a teacher that only has them for a year or a class. And 
there's a good chance they get lost in the system. In fact, that's they're, they're going to get lost in the system most likely. And I'd rather have the pulse on what my child's education is than just put it on autopilot and send them to school and like delegate that. Now, again, with unschooling, we really don't have a lot to do. I, again, I do intentional unschooling, which means I give a lot of support to my children, my children's learning goals. So that requires some energy, but we can't get that wrong unless we just completely, unless you're fighting your kids on learning and making them hate it even more, or maybe doing traditional schooling at home and making them hate it. I, I think that might have some long-term consequences, but we can always recover. We can always recover because that's what we are as humans. We're resilient. Moving on, under this fear of getting it wrong, we have uh, some the, the fear of possible negative lifelong consequences, and it's it's putting anxiety in some parents. I, I identified three things that we could break that down into further. Uh, academic failures that hinder future education or career. That's that's one anxiety that parents face as homeschooling, unschooling. My counter argument is everyone makes mistakes, but they're not necessarily life defining in a negative way, right? We can learn lessons from it. And the truth is the learning from failures often sets the foundation for future success. And my perspective is we are teaching kids how to teach their self and we're teaching them how to change quickly when there is a need to change. And this is good because like, I mean, look at AI, we're going to have to change the pace of change is accelerating like crazy. So rapid change, we're going to have to get used to adapt. So we're going to have to teach ourselves and adapt quickly. And I think unschooled kids are going to be better prepared for a future with that rapid change. And also a future where there it's more of a gig economy where, where there's less top-down instruction where you kind of have to just show up and work, even though there's no boss over you, like me doing this podcast. There's no boss over me, and it's hard to actually get the podcast done sometimes because I was raised in a top-down instruction world for the most part. You know, I always, had a, I always had a boss standing over me telling me what to do. Well, in the future, it's going to be more gig economy where we're, you know, jumping in to do a freelance job online, and you really don't need to do that. <laughs> you know, wake up at six o'clock in the morning to get ready for work and show up and then sit on your computer because someone's watching you, you're really going to have to be disciplined. And I think unschooling prepares kids better for that personally, having been to school, having been unschooled, having done regular homeschooling, like a, like a following a curriculum and stuff like that. I think unschooling prepares kids best in that way. Another negative lifelong consequence that parents fear is social isolation due to lack of regular social interactions. Big scare. Big, 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 big scare. That's the, almost one of the, it's almost the first thing everyone asks about when you say you homeschool. Now, my counter argument is that traditional schools often foster limited social circles and, that aren't realistic and leave a lot of room for negative interactions like bullying. And the truth is that unschooling can offer a richer and more diverse social experience because they're not just interacting with this weird bubble that is <laughs> created when you go to school because you're never going to find this anywhere else. You, know, you, 
you go out into the real world and everyone's your age. No, that's not the way it works. You go out into the real world and you don't have any freedom of association. No, I get to pick who I want to be around. You do have to learn how to work with difficult people. That's just a part of life, right? So I think that because unschoolers can talk with adults and kids of their own age equally, it's, it's more real world than an artificial bubble that kids get when they're all the same age in school. Plus, school isn't designed for so- socialization. I know a lot of people think that that's one of the benefits, but try talking in a class and, and you'll learn very quickly that you're not supposed to socialize in school. That's actually what they tell you not to do. You do that around school. So why can't I just have my kids do that around school as well? Uh, Classes that had socialization, like gym, are cut. Sports are available outside of schools. And we get our kids involved in school uh, sports every every school year. And in 2023, there's more opportunity to socialize than ever ever because there's so many ways, partly because of the large homeschool community in 2023 post-COVID, especially in the United States. So it's it's a growing community. There's co-ops. There's a whole bunch of other things. So definitely ways to socialize your kids. Uh, moving on to the last possible negative lifelong consequence that scares parents and give them, gives them a bunch of anxiety is hitting a career roadblock due to an unconventional educational background. There are a lot of people that are scared that if I unschool my kid, it's too unconventional and they're going to hit a roadblock in their career. Now, my counter argument is career paths are increasingly diverse and non-traditional backgrounds are often valued. And the truth is many companies value skills and experience over formal education. That's the trend for sure. That's the trend. You go to a coding boot camp, and you're up to date more than if you got a four-year degree. There's a good chance of that anyway. There's also on-the-job training, and there's all this stuff, but you really don't even need that. So my perspective is to separate yourself from others, you have to be by de- by different by definition, okay? So this allows you to be the most different you you can be if you're unschooling yourself because you will know yourself, meaning your own capabilities and what you want to pursue. And that's what unschooling does. It, it, it Clearly, unschooling has an, an advantage in this regard because when you send your kids to school, you're going to hit a lot of roadblocks because they won't know their self as much as they could. They won't know their own capabilities because they've always just done what they've been told to do because they can't explore as well. In fact, they think learning is bad, so they're not going to explore as much and learn as much. Uh, I know from my, you know, my own personal story, the only lifelong consequence I've had because of homeschooling or unschooling or taking a traditional path with my education is that I'm a weirdo. That's what I call it. I, I'm just more myself. I, I, I think it's clearly an advantage for me. So I would not be scared about that one at all personally. So that's really the fears that I think most parents have around homeschooling or, or unschooling their children. Uh, let's talk about how we can counteract those fears. Uh, that's what we're going to talk about in this next se- section. It, I call it the 10 out of 10 parental support to counteract the fear. So what we what we want to do is give 
tools for this unschooling journey. And there's a bunch of different types of tools and resources and structure that you can provide to your children to give them the support, the support they need to thrive. First, and, and this is more of practical advice to counteract these fears, get involved on, in online communities. They offer advice and share experiences, okay? Uh, there's a bunch of peer-to-peer -peer support that can offer insights that traditional educational counselors don't even provide. So if you're sending your kid to a school and you're looking for support, then I, I think the online communities are, are superior. They have a strong support network. They can help mitigate most of the fears above. And my perspective on this is there's a bunch of Facebook groups that I'm involved with. Mine personally, my, my Facebook group is called Unschooled Unleashed Unlock Your Child Genius. And I, and I encourage you all to join. I do interact on there and I try to answer questions from any members uh, that, that are in that group. Uh, and it's really not that big right now because I haven't really mentioned it too much. You have to actually go out and search for it. Uh, but go out there and join and, and I'll interact with you uh, until it grows so big that I, <laughs> I'm getting bombarded. Then I'll have probably times or something or do a live Q&A or something. I'm not quite sure, but it's small enough right now where I'll, I'll definitely answer your question. Uh, you can also go to Reddit. You can you can uh, problem solve and get support from those who are, are a step ahead in any online platform that there is. So it's easier in 2023 than ever. Next resource is you know, for, for parents that want to unschool their kids to counteract these fears is using an unschooling mentor, uh, coach, consultant, for personalized guidance, maybe finding someone who's just been there, done that, right? This is customized advice that's gener it's generally more effective than a one-size-fits-all recommendation, which is what we get in schools. And we, we know that experienced guides can provide solutions to your specific challenges. Now, I'm not saying that you, you might not have to go over and find a bunch of people who have been there, done that, to find the right piece of advice, but people have done it. I know with training the dog, not, not that it's anything like educating your kid, but in this way, I went, we went over and we hired a coach for our dog and we're, we're learning how to create our dog, how to get it to go to the bathroom outside. And one crazy thing that we did was we just got on, uh, I think it's I think it's on Disney Plus. That guy Caesar, the dog whisperer guy. That guy's incredible. And we just have been watching those on repeat with the kids over and over and over again. And we started utilizing some of how he interacts with the dogs uh, with, with, with Tootsie Roll, our dog. And it works. Holy crap, it works. I, actually, last night, our dog slept in the crate without whining at all. In fact, it went in the crate by itself for the first time ever and went all night long without whining and yelping because of the strategies I learned by mimicking uh, that Caesar guy, the dog whisperer. I couldn't believe it. Uh, along with some of the advice we got from the coach to train our dog that we got from the coach. So my perspective on this is I have mentors, coaches, and an inner circle of people that I trust for different categories of life. 
Some are much older, some are much younger than me. And in the real world, this is what really happens. And no one is like assigned to you. You pick them. And I would rather have, I would rather teach this type of structure to my children at a young age as opposed to waiting till they're an adult to teach them how to find a mentor, how to find a coach, how to find, you know, all these things. Because why, why wait? But school kind of makes you wait. You know, you will get assigned some of these things, but truly in the real world, you're looking for someone who's been there and done that. And not that those are wrong or inherently bad. I mean, I think coaches and guidance counselors can be really good, uh, but it's not a one-size-fits-all. You got to find what works for you, and we don't have that flexibility in the schools. So I encouraged people to have their kids go over and find mentors and coaches and creating an inner circle. And if you're not doing this, you should probably do it too because we, in isolation, will always make poor choices over time. Uh, next, as far as uh, parental support to counteract anxieties you might have about unschooling, we have educational resources like books, software, experiential learning opportunities. Uh, there really is a variety of resources out there for a richer experience to, ed to educate your children than any kind of standard textbook. And the truth is there's an abundance of resources out there that can make a tailored education for your children and a way more effective education, right? This is individualized learning. And boy, we don't get that in schools, do we? In my perspective, 2023, there's so many resources it's more than ever. There's co-ops, internet, apps, uh, courses, all these things. Like courses, like all I have to do is go online and hit play. All were not available when I was a kid. Or it was just too expensive. Like I remember we got an encyclopedia set, which was super expensive. They used to go door-to-door -door selling these things. And it was a good, solid investment that you couldn't argue with if you wanted your kids to be able to learn because if I had a question about, you know, cheetahs, let's say, how fast can a cheetah run? My parents wouldn't know that. You couldn't Google it. You had to have an encyclopedia and look it up. There was no internet. Everything was in person when you went to take a class. Couldn't do it remotely. Courses were very expensive because of that. You had to rent a space. You had to, you know, pay the teacher. You couldn't just make it the online course that's scalable. Textbooks are super expensive, even to, super expensive even to this day, but we can learn from an online PDF, which isn't isn't as expensive. Could potentially even be free. We can learn anywhere in the world with the internet. So, in my perspective, there's so many resources to learn. I think that the future of education is going to change rapidly, and universities should be very scared because of that. Education is becoming very, very, very affordable. And you can get very specific into what you want to learn to prepare you for a skill in the real world right now that's very practical. Now, if you haven't listened to the previous episode where I talked about intentional in schooling, I think this will help alleviate, alleviate a lot of your fears. In this last episode, I defined intentional in schooling as a 10 out of 10 child-led learning experience where they are the drivers of their own education, okay? 
So 10 out of 10, we back off and we do not tell them what to do. It's not top-down instructions. Instruction, instructions. They're the drivers of their education. In addition, the other lever we pull, besides backing off and letting them drive their own educational journey, is we're going to provide 10 out of 10 parental support by providing them with tools and experiences and anything we can to help them thrive with whatever they choose to learn about. We're also going to give them guidance and kind of steer them in a direction to things that we know are important, not by forcing them, not because we have a curriculum, but because it's valuable in the real world and we can point it out and say, this is why it is valuable. And you can even do that with calculus, you know, things that you don't think are out there in the the regular world. But when, when your kid's you know, building with Legos and they want to be an engineer, you can say, well, you know, you're going to have to learn a lot about math and there's a lot of cool things about that. You know, you can, you can pump up the kid and get them excited about learning stuff. So that hopefully alleviates a lot of your fears. Just remember you're unschooling and you can change at a moment's notice anything that is working or not working that the child is going to be able to do uh, the same because they have that freedom and I think this flexibility is really going to provide value so I don't think there's a lot to worry about it is a scary scary process because if you see your kid not writing reading by a certain age you start to get scared because that's what we were told has to happen at a certain age, again, following a curriculum. We don't subscribe to that belief as unschoolers. Um, I know a lot of you do like try and incorporate unschooling principles into your homeschooling. Um, That's fine too. If that's what you want to do, you're the parent. So, um, you know, if you really want to cover some stuff, just don't make them hate learning. Okay. Don't give them so much curriculum that they hate learning. That's the big thing we want to avoid. So in conclusion, don't stress yourself out. Don't fold to the societal pressures and norms because you feel judged. You're doing what's best for your children. And that's our responsibility as parents. Don't be concerned about uh, missing out on all the academic rigor. Your kids are going to want to learn more than any other kid that's sitting in school for the most part. Um, Gosh, crank up the support for your kids as far as your role as the parent. Help them thrive. Uh, It doesn't take a lot of time. I I really, even compared to school, I don't think it takes much more time than even compared to regular school. And you can, it's so much more flexible. So we don't have that fear out there, hopefully, anymore. And you're not going to get it wrong. All right. If you do get something wrong, learn and adjust. That's what you're teaching your kids to do anyway. So we need to do it ourselves. And just remember to crank up the support because your kids need you. So with that, we'll end this episode. And I encourage you to stay curious, stay unschooled, and stay away from the algebra nightmares. Catch you in the next episode. 
So here's where we roll up our sleeves and bring out the big guns. If you support our mission, then please leave a review. On Unschooled Unleashed, we are talking about using a radical approach to education in today's world, and the more five-star reviews we have, the more people will feel comfortable with the ideas, strategies, and principles we discuss. It gives legitimacy to our message, and the podcast's algorithm prioritizes us so we can reach more people. You may even have your five-star review read on our podcast. Before I let you go, I have to pause and say this from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Your presence here is the fuel that ignites this movement. I am incredibly moved that you trust in us enough to click play. You, my friends, are the caped heroes in this story, the guardians of your family's learning journey, and a beacon of hope for your community. Be bold. Do what you think is best for you and your family. Thanks again for tuning in and taking this courageously outside of the box for this educational revolution. Welcome to the front line.